All right, all right, all right. This is the uh, this is the test version of the first official less tasted podcast. Uh, I'm Chef Frosty, and and I am Chef Kwanzaa. Ah, look at you, you little chef bastard. <laughs> um, so this is episode number one. I uh, just wanted to give everyone who's listening a quick little bit of information about what we're trying to do here. Uh, we are coming to you from the kitchen. Not literally, we're in my office right now, but we're coming to you for, with the perspective of the kitchen, of kitchen folk. Uh, this is just kind of a big old chef rant, kitchen, bitch fest, living in the living in the restaurant world kind of just air your grievances hour uh right here so uh if you have any if you have any restaurant stories or or questions or anything you'd like some information on bring it to us send us an email go to com and just drop us a line uh we'd be happy to interact with all of you lovely people uh so first things first the holiday seasons upon us Mm-hmm. And I'd like to express just ah, my mother gave me a gift for the holidays. Okay, I I I love my mother. Shut up! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love my mother. I really do. But my mother is is like she's like the place you shop at once or twice, and they send you the coupons in the mail. And she says, don't, don't send me garbage, alright? I don't need... When, when, when I go through my mail and 99% of it is just shit I'm going to throw away, just, just stop. Just don't send me that. So my mother's like that. So, like, I've told her just to stop buying me clothes because... Is that what you got No, she didn't buy me clothes this time. She's learned that. Because I, I, I used to be really upset because she would buy me... She would she would buy me shirts. She stopped buying me pants long ago, but because they were just wildly off. Uh, but she would buy me shirts, and these shirts were like, like a col- colors that don't exist, and fucking uh, like they're just made out of like they're like made out of paper. They're just so itchy and so uncomfortable, and they're nine sizes too big, and. They're like a brand that nobody's ever, which I'm not a big on. Like, I don't need brand recognition, but it's like, it's like an Aldi brand shirt. You know how they have like, you know. No, <laughs> but that's what it would be like. It, you know, it's like, you know, they have the off brand like Red Cow instead of Red Bull or something like that. It's like that. It's like, it's almost okay. But they, I can deal with ugly shit. I just can't deal with uncomfortable clothing. So my mother, bless her heart got she she sews she likes to sew things okay she likes to put together little crafts so she made me something i think you would probably actually love a bowl holder when when you put something in the microwave in a bowl the bowl tends to get hot so it's basically a little square that's kind of divoted so you can hold it in your hand you can hold the bowl while while you're doing shit with it so you don't hurt your hands. No, now that is someone. Yeah. That's almost a really nice gift. That is a nice gift. It's almost a really nice gift. <laughs> you wanna know why it's not a nice gift? Because tables exist. And I'm gonna eat off of a table 
what does she view me as? Like that I'm just like, like I'm like, like I'm just some Russian author in a like a a shitty like a little a little room with like sad wallpaper that's peeling off and just a, a cot with no blankets or pillow. And I'm sitting there just eating gruel off of just out of my hand. Yes, I mean sure. <laughs> I I would use that all the time. I know you would. That's why I thought you would enjoy it. I I appreciate the th- it's always the thought that counts with with any holiday gifts. I appreciate that, mother. I do. Well, my my mother sent me rocks. So <laughs> Like, okay, hold on. <laughs> so, yeah, not not coal, rocks, you know, for my birthday. Okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember your mother being uh a witch? No. So no. I, I don't imagine these have any uh greater spiritual meaning okay they're they're like encouragement rocks like one says courage another one says like bravery um i think like family or something like that and then she sent me one that was wrapped up in in some like uh glade or or whatever the ziploc bags are called and the ones that you can like write the date on and such it it says from the rock's point of view, I am your mother's heart. Keep me close or something like that. And it's a smooth out heart shaped rock. And it's, it's very nice. It's very nice. It's not as practical and usable as, you know, bowl holders like someone else's mother got. But um, there it is. It's the thought that counts. It's yeah, that I mean, uh, that's just such a specific kind of God, I'm poor. <laughs> Both of them are. No, yeah. No, they're both poor people gifts. Like, that's why you have to have the thought that counts matter so much. Because when you're, when you're poor, that's what poor people say to each other. Yeah. No, no rich family has ever said to their child, oh, it's the thought that counts, honey. Like, no rich child's ever giving their mother, like, a macaroni necklace. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. They're buying them real things. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you're never going to get a car and be like, oh, it's the thought that counts. Like, yeah, the thought of me driving away from this fucking nightmare is what counts a lot. I love it. Then again, spoiled rich kids would probably still say that. Like, oh, I wanted the Bugatti, not the whatever. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. So, (laughs) Christmas in the restaurant business. Mm. Yeah, I'm saying Christmas because, like, no offense, but... Shut up. Let me finish. <laughs> okay, so there's a lot of things to this. A lot of things. Jewish people tend to get holidays off. Like, that's that's like a known excuse. Like, oh, it's Mahayim or whatever. I don't know. It's, it's this holiday I get to not be here. That's like a totally acceptable thing. But nobody's getting Christmas off. I mean, you might get Christmas Day. A lot of places you get Christmas Day, sure. But like Christmas Eve... Every day around Christmas Day, you're working. You're making up for it the day after Christmas, certainly. For the most part, yeah. And it's... If you would like to experience... Let me start over. Christmas is a time of love and giving and peace on earth and goodwill toward men. If you want to see all of that, just go the fuck away. Hmm. 
work in a restaurant around Christmas time because nobody's having a good time. Nope. The, the, the staff members don't want to be there. Don't lie to yourself. They don't want to be there normally. They're not going to want to be there on a holiday. And the people who go to like, I mean, the guy, the people who go to the restaurants on Christmas Eve, unless, I mean, like, so we've never worked in fancy places. We're not in Michelin star earning restaurants here. We're like bar and grill, tavern, burger joint types of places, you know, which are fine. I love that. But if you're going out to dinner, there's two, there's two reactions to, Hey, we're going out to dinner for Christmas Eve dinner. It's either, Oh, that's so cool. I'd love to try that place. Mm-hmm. Or, Oh, we're, we're stuck with dad and he's an alcoholic. I wish we were at mom's place. <laughs> or, or, or two friends who are. Lonely, I guess. <laughs> See, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. That comes with its own kind of sadness, man. Like, so, like, <laughs> I like our Christmas Eve dinners. I like it too. So we go out to eat for Christmas Eve. We're those assholes, yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. right. <laughs> but we go to uh, usually like a Chinese place or something, um, just because I, I like Chinese food. That's really all there is to it. And partially in spirit of uh, Christmas story. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but there is, I mean, like, I love it. Don't get me wrong. It's really nice to have a buddy. But goddamn, there's a certain kind of, like, I don't have a, a home of my own. I don't have children who are excited about Santa. I don't have a wife who's mad at me, like, for coming home late or anything. I don't have any of those wonderful things that other people get. I'm 32. I was kind of, I, when I was younger, I expected... I, I viewed adulthood as like like Pokemon evolution, where it's like I'll just evolve one day and I'll be this next big thing. Like I'll I'll hit thirteen, I'll evolve into a teenager. And uh, nope, that uh, that's not what happened. I mean, the the older I get, the less that has happened. I just I just keep waiting for one day I'll be like, oh, I'll wake up and be a different person, and it's just like, oh, god damn it, nope. I still have the same thoughts I had when I was seven. They just have more information behind them to to, to back them up. The, the thoughts don't go away. It's just the way I perceive them. Now it just comes like it's the same. It's the same basic structure with just self-loathing applied to it. That's really the biggest difference. When I was a kid, I was like, I, I wish I could be a firefighter or an astronaut and I would fly through space and uh, like I still have the, that thought still pops up, but then the immediate thought following it is you fucking worthless dickhead. You, you don't you're not gonna be any of those fucking things, you loser. Go the fuck back to sleep. You just fucking kill yourself. That's all. That's what adulthood is. Is just hatred towards yourself. I mean, there there is still some there there is some connection with the evolutions because it does in the Pokemon games um, from the the beginner to the next level is usually much shorter than you would reach the end, right? Right. And they are still essentially the same thing for most Pokemon evolutions. Like Water Gun becomes Hydro Pump. It's still the same thing. It's just a little extra behind it, right? What scares me is that I'm I'm a Charizard. This is this is my Charizard. It's not getting better ever. Which brings me like that's it's why that's why the longer I'm in this the restaurant business the more I just like, just existential dread. I mean, I'm sure any job is like that. I can't, I've only ever worked 
predominantly in restaurants. I mean, I was, uh, you know, I did the customer service grocery store thing for a little while, but that's, that's just a different shade. That's a regional mm. variant of the same job. Mm. And I'm just scared always that, that I'm, this is my final form. And there's just, just, it's just downhill from here. I got the prostate exam to look forward to when I'm 50. But other than that, I don't really have milestones I can like reasonably look forward to. Like, yeah, I might, I might get married. I might have kids. That'd be really cool. But I can't, I can't guarantee it. I can't guarantee any of that bullshit. And, and just every year, I mean, that's my, that's my new holiday feeling right now. It's just you go into work. You stand in the, just the cold light of the kitchen and you're just like, ah, ah, another year is just passing, just creeping toward the grave. And man, that's, uh, that's a sobering thought. That's why so many people are alcoholics in the restaurant business right there. <laughs> Part of it. And because we just have access to booze most of the time. I, I got a question for you. What is Christmas Day substitute on the 26th? Ah, that's a great question. So, so my, my, my buddy Kwanzaa here for a little context, he opened up his calendar mm-hmm. and it, it shows Christmas Day. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. And then it's you know, just Christmas Day and in parentheses, substitute. I don't, I don't know if that's because Christmas is on the weekend this, this year. I don't know if this has ever happened before. Is there... And there's also New Year's Day substitute. Okay, so I have two. I have two theories. There's there's the one that there's the one that makes the most sense, and there's the one that probably isn't true. The one that makes the most sense to me is because it falls on a weekend. These stupid ass normal people with their normal ass stupid jobs, like bankers and business people, oh. they're like, "Well, <laughs> Christmas is on a weekend, and we gotta have more time up, <laughs> celebrate our families." It's probably a lot of truth to that. I imagine that's probably what it is. The only other thing I could possibly think of is Google really likes teachers. And they installed into their calendars, hey, you should probably get a substitute for this day. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. Right. Um, hmm. uh, I'm going go with the first one. I'm going go with the first one. Yeah. No, like <laughs> stupid people with their stupid jobs and their stupid happiness and there's stupid 401ks and there's stupid health insurance and there's stupid dentist visits and there's stupid 40 hours a week i'm not i'm not bitter about my choice of career i like what i do just so everyone understands i enjoy it i do love the restaurant business but these stupid i i don't i don't i'm just just here because i'm good at my job no, like, there's a reason prisoners end up in, in kitchens a lot. One, it's the only place that will hire them. That's not a stereotype. That's, <coughs> very true. that's historically very true. That's so true. I've worked with a lot of people who have been in or around a prison. At least, I mean, I've worked with people who have been in mental institutions. I mean, illegal immigrants certainly work in kitchens all the time. I mean, that's just not even, they don't even hide it. Uh, so, but there's a reason prisoners end up in restaurants. It's because... Restaurants are like prisons. You can't escape. Hmm. You're, you're a lifer at a certain point. You hmm. spend five years there. It's like, okay, well, this is this again. It goes back to, I'm just, this is the end. <laughs> this is where, this is where I'm going to end up for the rest of my life is doing this. I mean, my dad, my father is a chef and he's always said he's just going to one day drop dead on the floor and then just, you know, stuff him in the fryer and <laughs> keep, keep on moving. <laughs> 
I mean, there's just, I mean, the restaurant business is one of those things where you can't, you have to have a really, that's why I liked COVID so much. That's why I like, every time, every time I cook, took a COVID test. Hold on, hold on. Just wrap them in saran, put a date label, yeah. <laughs> label on them, put them in the freezer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Gotta change the date label as soon as the health department walks in, though. Right. <laughs> Mad scramble for that. But that's the reason I liked COVID so much is because every every person I know who works in a restaurant business will, would take a COVID test. Now, COVID, the, the, the thing that locked the world down, the, the killer of millions, mm. deadliest plague in a hundred years, whatever, bad news, need to invent a vaccine for it, this is going to destroy the planet type of thing. Every restaurant worker who took a COVID test in that in that two minutes that it took to get the results or whatever they're just sitting there just like please be covid i want i want five days off <laughs> yeah i just got to experience that myself recently i uh it was nice to have time off it sucked that i had to be sick the entire time but uh yeah and and my boss was still so when, when are you gonna come back when uh <laughs> how, how sick are you really then you asked me for for a photo for a photo is like can i just see the results did you take one of the no, you went to a hospital? I just, I need to see, just, I need to cover my, yeah, 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 because I want to lie about it. I'm still <laughs> out work a week, and it's not like I'm getting paid for it. I'm not getting sick pay. That's not a thing. Yeah, it's always, it's always the first thing restaurants like to say, restaurant owners, whoever manages that, oh, we care about our, we value our employees, we, we, we care about the safety of our, our, our staff. Try asking for a day off when you're not sick with COVID. <laughs> just like you're normally sick, like a cold. If you're preparing food mm-hmm. for the public, mm-hmm. you'd think, okay, a cold where I'm just hacking all over the place and sneezing and pooping and vomiting, all that, you think that'd be enough. But you try calling in and just like, hey, man, like, I just want to give you a heads up. I'm really sick today. Oh, man, that sucks. We'll try to stay away from everybody. We'll wait for time you're coming in. <laughs> right. Are you saying you're going to be a little bit late or what? what, what are you telling me? There goes that compassion right there. <laughs> like, why, why do I have to justify how sick I am just so I can have this day off? Just because it's, it's, it's more of a safety thing. You care about, you know, all these health issues and all that stuff when you know got an inspection coming up. And the other time, it's like, well, I need you here, so. And I get it. I get it. People lie. People lie to get the day off all the fucking time. Sure. I understand. Whatever. But you can tell. You can tell when someone's lying and when someone's not. What's crazy to me is you could work you could work your ass off, be on the line every day for ten hours, fucking six days a week, busting your ass, then finally it catches up with you, you get a cold and you're like, Hey man, I'm really sick. I, I kinda need to go home. I'm not feeling well at all. And they'll give you so much shit about it. But one of them fucking servers out front who calls in every fucking week, right. takes whole months off at a time with no notice at all. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, no, that's, yeah don't worry about that. No, I don't know why you're so worried about the other staff members. You should really be focusing on yourself and what you can do. <laughs> what, can, what can you do better for our business mm. instead of nitpicking the staff and causing all this drama? <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for the care. I see where... Yeah, see exactly where all that care goes, right? And then, and this is probably one of the biggest issues in where it comes down to front of the house versus back of the house, because it's there. There's obvious 
obvious favoritism. And even though a lot of the times, especially, especially like male managers or, or male owners want to be like, Oh yeah, me and the back of the house are bunnies, blah, 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 blah. But we don't get the favorite, favorite treatment. It's always the front of the house, especially the girls. Sorry, I'm not trying to be sexist, but it's, it's very obvious when most of the front of the house gets like a week off a month, but back of the house has to be sick and dying or like fight for a day off. A day off. Not a week out of the whole month, a day. Yeah, I mean, I remember one time, uh, a friend of mine, his little sister actually committed suicide. Uh, woo, this got heavy real quick, didn't it? <laughs> uh, no, it was, it was a couple years ago and it was, you know, I, I knew this girl her entire life, basically. I mean, I met her when I, she was like fucking five. Okay. Like I knew this girl for a minute. I was pretty close with her mom. This is one of my best friends growing up. I mean, he was the Cartman of the group, so we all kind of hated him, but still one of my best friends, right? Get the news. Oh shit. Okay. Well, I, you know, I've got to go home and, you know, we got to attend the funeral and all this other stuff. Like I'd like to see his mother and make sure she's okay. He's basically my second mom. Mm-hmm. When I told them why I needed to leave work early, I said, I walked up to my manager at the time. I was like, Hey man, look, you know, my buddy's sister just committed suicide. You know, he's a family friend. I've known him my whole life, blah, 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 all this stuff. He's like, Oh man. So are you saying you need to leave early today? So you'll be back tomorrow. And I was like, no, I need to take, I need to take time off to go home to Michigan to, to see my, to see my, my friend and his family. I need to be with them at this time. He's like, okay. So you're going to take this weekend off. So then you'll be back. You'll work your normal days off. Right. I'm like, I was planning on having those. You see, it's like a, th- it's like a Thursday. I, I plan being back on Wednesday. I'm normally off Monday and Tuesday. So I just kind of assumed they're like, well, you know, you're you kind of leaving us hanging here. And I'm like, yeah, my buddy's sister's dead. Right. <laughs> can, right. can we talk about that for a minute? And where's the, I'm very sorry about that. Oh. And you know, <laughs> that's that's why my dad said what he said. Because even being dead, you're not getting time off. I'll prop you up in the corner, <laughs> stick a broom up your ass. Right. And make you just, you can still do it, right? <laughs> just bounce, just bounce french fries off his stomach and land them in the fryer. It'll be fine. We just need, we just need bodies back there, right? We just need bodies. <laughs> that's what it is. That's what they always say. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. I mean, that, that, that. That brings up the, I guess the last point I want to talk about today, because you hear it all over the place, especially now. You always hear the managers, the the owners, the whoever, you know, the higher up the ladder you get, the more commonly you hear it. Nobody wants to work. Hmm. Nobody wants to work today. I mean, that, yeah, that's always what they say, especially after the pandemic. Hmm. Like, oh man, after the pandemic, nobody wants to work. Okay, first of all, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, right. like, no, no, nobody does want to work. You really think I mean, that's not that's not the goal. You don't you don't own a business so you can work really, really hard. Now you you have to, and you will. If you own a business, you'll have to work hard. But that's not anybody's end game. It's like, oh, I've been working hard. Now I can stop trying new things. Like you want to be rich, and so, <laughs> like, okay, you always get those managers. You get the managers who are just, they're sucking the Kool-Aid so hard. They wake up with a big old fucking boner for their job. <laughs> for whatever reason, they've lied themselves into this, into this sad, pathetic state they're in right now. They just like, and they try to convince you. You know, they always talk to you about it like, 
you know, what we do matters, you know, because we're, we're serving the people. We're, we're serving these customers their dinner. And by being open, that means that we have to order products from GFS or whoever the fuck you're ordering products from. And that means that we're, we're employing truck drivers to have to deliver this stuff. And that means that we're, we're, we're adding to the people who, who work on the roads and the construction and we're helping the infrastructure. We're making a big difference. It's like, no, we're not. It's <laughs> some serious food. We're this not, is- we're not doing any of that. Okay. <laughs> And you're not important, manager, person. I say this as, as, as someone who's been a kitchen manager and a head chef in places, but you know what that means to me is I'm going to have to work a lot. I'm going to be there a bunch. I'm going to be the first one in and probably the last one to leave. You see those, you know, those, 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 those managers. You know, it's always front of house. It's usually front of house. I mean, there's definitely chefs who walk around with a clipboard and a, a white chef's coat because they never cook, so it's always just pristine and beautiful. Yeah, I hate those motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. But you see the, the, the front house managers who are telling you what you do matters, and it's like, look, man, you, you don't matter. That's why you're trying so hard to justify everything you're saying to me. Because let me get, let me take a wild, uneducated shot in the dark here. If you didn't show up, let me guess. Cook food and serve it to the customers. Take the money. Wow, woo! <laughs> now I know I'm not a big fancy front of house manager, but I'm just gonna assume that's what we're supposed to do. So remind me while you're getting paid eighty grand a year, twenty, you know, fucking whatever, tons and tons of money to micromanage us to death. When ultimately that's probably what we have to be doing. I'm assuming is those things, the things we do every day. Right. Let me guess. Maybe some preps on that list. Maybe wash the dishes. Woo, Man, I don't know how I could have survived without you here, boss. Thank you so much for your guidance and wisdom. God damn. I, I, I would like to at least play a little bit of devil's advocate and to say that I, at, okay, at the very least, at the very least, I don't like paperwork. So I do want managers there to deal with the fucking paperwork. I don't want to deal with that. And as far as the Kool-Aid thing goes, working at Cedar Point, worked at a, a food place there. Um, and instead of calling them customers, we would call them guests. Treat everyone like our guests in our home. So no matter how many times you told a guest the same spiel, even though it's been like a thousand different times, the thousand and first person that comes up to you, this might be their first time hearing the spiel. So put a smile on and tell them the whole, you know, rigmarole. Yeah, this, that's the thing right there. You want to treat them like your guest, like your, your, your valued friends and family, all these people. Because ultimately, the customer is the ones who are keeping you employed, right? Okay, yes. That's all. They're the boss. They are the boss. You have to keep them happy. You have to, you have to, you have to keep them actually happy. And you have to suck your manager's dick. Metaphorically speaking. Most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> I certainly don't have any experience with anything like that. All right. But here's the thing. If they're really your guest, if they're really the, your... Your loved ones, right? How about you tell them the truth? <laughs> How about you tell them about the rat that's eating your fucking shit in the basement that you can't find him anywhere even though you've called an exterminator? How about you tell them about the lake of grease under your fryers or the broken cooler or the fact that you're having your employees work while they're sick? How about you, is that how you treat your guests in your home? I'm just asking. I'll treat everybody who comes into the restaurant like a guest. No problem. I genuinely, the thing I like about being a chef is I like to make somebody's day better with a meal. You can turn anyone's day around mm-hmm. with a good meal 
and a smile. That's really all it fucking takes, and that's what I like about the business. That's really as simple as it gets. So if you if you want to treat your guests like guests in your home where you spend more time than you'd spend with your fucking loved ones, mm-hmm. then maybe you either tell them the truth about what you're serving them, this hot garbage that you're pulling out of a fucking dirty fryer, or you invest in making the standards better. One or the other. Not, not, not to mention... In in my home, if I have an unruly guest, I can tell you to get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, no, like that's the, that's the funniest part to me. Like if you, if someone came in, if, if, if a stranger walked into your house, sat down at your dinner table, whistled at your wife or sister, and was like, "Hey, uh, Dad, two beers over here," you really think he's going to be like, "Oh, that's fine. He's he matters to me." He's very important, right? No, you're going to kick him the fuck out. But you see all of them, like, the customer is the most, yes, the customer is the most important. Customer is always right. The customer is always, yeah, my ass. Customers are always, are always wrong. A customer is always wrong. I'm going to go on a limb and say that. Customers can get what they want. They're paying money. They're choosing to come in here. They're making those decisions. Customers decide to come to you. Sure, fine. But there are, there are, the, the customers who you don't have a problem with are just willing to go along with the experience. But then <laughs> you get those customers who they woke up that morning and took the phrase, I'm going to be waited on, I'm going to be served, mm-hmm. like they're plantation owners in the South in like mm-hmm. the in slave times. Like, oh, cool, I can indulge my inner fucking Greek pharaoh. I know those aren't things. <laughs> Greek kings. <laughs> Greek pharaoh. No, Greek pharaoh's a thing, Greek, I can indulge my inner Greek pharaoh, and you will wait on me like I am a god. And I'm so excited about that. And those are the assholes you need to kick the fuck out of the bar. I that's the problem. I was, so I've I've been a server. I've done the I've done the front of house thing. I've I've been a server. I've been a bartender. I've been manager. I've been everything you could possibly be in a restaurant at this point. I'm about to be a consultant. Yeah, no shit. I've done all. I've been around. Okay, I grew up in the business here. My father's a chef. I started working for him when I was eight years old. Not even for money. For like cheeseburgers. And a, and a fucking thank you. So I've been around a little bit. The reason I don't do well in the front of house is because I don't like lying to people. And you have to. That's why a lot of actors are, are, are servers or, or, or bartenders because it's a skill you have to really develop to be in the restaurant business if you want to succeed at all in the front of house. You have to act. You have to act like you're fucking happy to see these people you don't hate your life actively. That's why they do so well with the managers because they can act. Mm. I don't know why. We, I don't know why we. Encur- I don't know why we encourage kids not to lie. We should. We should be telling them how important it is. The first time we catch a child lying, we should be like, "You, <laughs> you are just uh, so ahead of the curve. Here's what you did wrong. Now I can believe your lie. Next time, get really good at that. Don't put. Don't nobody. Nobody who got anywhere in life was honest on a resume. Nobody." Nobody puts down their actual 
I mean, think about the first time you had to fill out a resume. It's fucking like you, you've never had a job. Right. So you've got to like pad it out with like I was I played football in right. high school. You like you got to make it look good. You know what? They, it's code for lying. You have to lie. At least, you know, white lies, fluff up the truth, you know, stretch things out, whatever you got to do. Yeah, I mean, you, you, that's how you get a job. You just show it. He's like, oh, hey, do you know how to do Yep, sure do. <laughs> yeah, learn on the job. <laughs> how good are you at temping burgers? Ah, oh, so good. I can do that with my eyes closed. Not even touching it. Not even in the same room. I'm, I'm the best burger temper. And then, then the, the, the day comes when you're on the grill for the first time ever, and you're like, oh, fuck. I don't know how to do any of this. Start Googling real quick. You're like, I got to go take a shit. And you stand in the bathroom. just like, what do I do? What do I do? I really should have planned ahead. All right. That's that's going to do it, I think. That's going to wrap up the podcast for the day. We'll catch you guys next week. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. And uh, be nice to your waiter. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> that should do it. And thank you very much. <laughs>